1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. Brought to you by Screen X, exclusively at Market Ridge Cinema in New Berlin. Screen X provides moviegoers with a 270-degree viewing experience. Immerse yourself in the breathtaking visuals at Marcus Ridge Cinema's Screen X in New Berlin. Get your tickets at MarcusTheaters.com. Time to talk music news with our music expert, Gary Graff. Good morning, Gary. Good morning. How are you? All good. 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 Should be listening to your new Rolling Stones album today. When was it available? At midnight? First first one in uh, first one of new music in eighteen years. Have you heard it? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. How many cuts on the album? Um there are I think I wanna say uh boy, I should look, but uh it's like you know, twelve or thirteen. Okay. And so. it's good. It's it's you know, all the all the you know, the, now they're doing a good job of flogging it out there. And uh but it's but it it lives up to the expectations and, and to the hype. It's a really good Rolling Stones album. Now, I always say, you know, in these kind of things, like, yeah, it is, it is a really good album. Are we going to, a year from now, are we going to be listening to it rather than, you know, um, Exile on Main Street or Baker, you know, or any of the others? Probably not, but it's good. They did celebrate last night. They did a surprise show in New York for about 600 people. With Lady Gaga? Uh, yeah, they played seven songs, and, you know, the, the encore was the the live debut of Sweet Sounds of Heaven, which they did with Lady Gaga and Stevie Wonder. Stevie wasn't there, but Lady Gaga was. And they they played four songs from the new album, as well as Shattered, Tumbling Dice, and Jumping Jack Flash. So, you know, the Stones, Stones know how to drive attention. And, you know, they've been making the rounds of the late-night talk shows. Do you, uh, have, a, do you have an idea what the uh, the hit will be? Uh, the hit from this will be, uh, you know, hit hit is, you know... That's a weird term, you know, for a classic rock band. I mean, if if there's a if there's a track that's going to stick around from this, you know, maybe the Sweet Sounds of Heaven, uh, the Lady Gaga song. Um, you know, there's there's one called Bite My Head Off. It's really good, and Whole Wide World. A lot of good guest stars on the album too. Paul McCartney's on there. Elton John. Uh, there's two tracks they had recorded with Charlie Watts, and on one of them, Bill Wyman, the original bass player, who left in. 1994, he returns to play on it. So this is on Spotify today too, or yeah, whatever yeah, music it's ever, streaming anywhere, music. Anywhere you get your music, they've done this kind of cool marketing thing with Major League Baseball, so you can get a Brewers vinyl verse, special vinyl version of really? the album. Yeah. Wait a minute. Why would I want a special Brewers version of the Rolling Stones on vinyl? That's an odd thing. You know, they, they, they've they played a lot of Major League Baseball stadiums over the years, and okay. they just came up with this as a marketing deal. And maybe maybe there are a few Brewers fans who might not normally buy a Rolling Stones album, but, you know, say what you will, they, they will buy this piece of Brewers memorabilia. Have they done that with other sports in other countries? Like, can you get a... They haven't. I don't think you can get, like, a... Version? Yeah, you can't get a European, you know, football version. No. Of these albums mm. yet, but but you know, now that you've said that and put it out there in public, now, I'm uh, sure. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure when Mick listens uh, to this, he'll he'll, he'll get his people on it. Here's the thing, Gary. Baseball's going to want a taste for having their logo on that album, so I think it's going to increase the cost of the vinyl, right? Mm, I'm not particularly. No, okay. No, All this right. is this is one of those win-win. It puts both All of right. them. 
Now, one of the fun things that came out in the interviews that they were doing was Mick was asked about the famous story of Charlie Watts punching him. You know, when Mick supposedly called him on a drunken night, well, they were on tour in Europe in 94 and said, Oh, hey, where's my drummer? And Charlie shaves, puts on a suit, comes down and punches him in the face. (laughs) Mick said that never happened. He said he made that up for his book and that it never happened. And so, you know, believe what you want to believe. I think it's such a... I think it's such a good story. I'm going to choose to believe. It. I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm just going to keep telling it. You know, Charlie got dressed, took a shower, shaved, got well, dressed, and, and, and went. The, I was going to say the story came out years ago. Mick and Charlie both had enough time to say it didn't happen, and yeah. they didn't. So you know, Charlie seemed like such a reserved fellow, uh-huh. didn't he? That's I mean, what made that story so great. Right. is He just sat back there and did his drum thing and went home every night. Yeah, but, and the uh, idea that he would, it seems perfectly in character, that he would get up, <laughs> shave, set put, my a alarm. Suit on, put a suit on, then come down and punch Mick in the face. <laughs> he didn't like being called uh, Mick's drummer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He said, your you're drummer. My, he said, you're my right. effing singer. You're mm-hmm. right. And that was the end of it, and he walked away. That was the story. That's And, and I choose to believe it, even I, if Mick says... I, not so much. Yeah, every Rolling Stone fan I've spoken to said they're going to continue to believe it's true. <laughs> uh, okay. Speaking of Lady Gaga, she was with the Stones last night. What uh, what medicine is she selling now? Because I see her sitting at her piano wailing away, and it's for some drug. Okay, I'll plead ignorance on that one. I, have, just, I have not seen that. Just and, uh Lady Gaga is selling some drug for, I don't know if it's psoriasis or if it's, but there she is okay. in her Lady Gaga. She looks like Lady Gaga. It's like, oh. wow, this is what sells medicine now. Well, uh, not a doctor in a lab coat anymore. Right, yeah, no, it's, well, if she's really using it, then there's your testimony. But yeah, <laughs> I've seen it over the last couple of days. Okay, I have not. It's been a busy week with fishnet stockings. I've not been watching much TV. Some vinyl. I I don't know what that would be like, not watching much TV. Let's talk about Britney's book coming out, and uh, it ain't getting any better for Justin Timberlake. No, no. You know, this week's bombshells, including that she had an abortion uh, while they were dating together, and, and has decided in hindsight it was not the right decision, but Justin didn't want it, she says, and... uh you know, she loved him so much that she terminated the pregnancy, but, you know, now now in hindsight wishes she had and That was one bombshell. The other was that we've long assumed that part of the breakup was because Brittany cheated on Justin, but she claims in the book that it was actually Justin who cheated on her at least first, and, you know, that that broke her heart, and she kissed the choreographer, but didn't it didn't go beyond that. Mm-hmm. So those are the big Justin Timberlake, uh, at least the ones we know about. The book comes out Tuesday, so there might be more in there. Uh, she also talks about why she cut off her hair at one point, and she said that was her pushback, her middle finger to the paparazzi and that culture that you know she felt like she was under such a microscope that she was gonna she was gonna mess with everybody and cut her hair off and get tails wagging. And also that she learned about the the Free Britney movement while she was in rehab. Um, she was she was you know going through that, and 
it was the nurses in rehab who hipped her to the Free Britney uh, movement. So there's there's probably more to come. Uh, And the Justin thing, by the way, she does say that he cheated on her with a well-known celebrity who she doesn't name because she says that person is married with children now. And she didn't want it to be, you know, she didn't want to embarrass that person. Justin, just, she's, happy, Justin she's happy to embarrass She doesn't care about what's going exactly. on Exactly. Well, she may be saving that for the next book. Maybe. Too, she is, you know, she part two. about writing. We were uh, talking the other week about who was going to do the audiobook version. And it's going to be Ms. Michelle Williams. How do you think that'll work? I think it'll be fine. I mean, you know, you have a lot of these, you have a lot of actors who do audio books because, you know, they're good with their voices. I, I'm pretty sure Michelle Williams has some credits as a voice actor, you know, in animation. So, so I bet it's all right. How does that pay? I think if you're Michelle Williams, it pays really well. I think if you're me, it, <laughs> it, it, pays, it pays a little bit. It pays fears. a little bit. I have a good friend here yeah. who actually does that. He's a professional. Um, audiobook reader, and it, it's decent money. It's not celebrity money, but it, and it's hard work too. You really have to you have to rehearse. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. Sure. You have to make sure you're pronouncing everything right. Yeah, it's so. like you can just this go in some. This isn't some bar gig read. <laughs> no, no. This is this is for keeps. So yeah, you know, right. You're working there with, forever. That's not you're go. working with a producer and a recording engineer. Mm-hmm. This isn't walk in. Uh, what page are we on? Open mm-hmm. it up and start reading. Yeah, exactly. Oh, the uh, Lady Gaga uh, endorsement is a Pfizer uh, migraine drug called Nurtec. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, she has she has spoken about suffering from migraines in the past. So. Cindy Lauper has a psoriasis ad. She's been doing those for years. Yeah. Oh yeah, years. Probably, but I bet it's a decade. She's been selling us whatever that is. Cosentix. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, you will. You will get celebrities who will do that kind. I'll of thing. bet that stupid money when you can hook up with a pharmaceutical oh, company. Yeah. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. If you're Lady Gaga, one, you don't need it. Two, right. if, if you're going to do it, you're not you're not going to do it cheaply. And she's, you know, and she is, you know, she doesn't do many ads. So, you know, she's somebody who, she trades on having a lot of credibility. So if you're going to get her to do an ad, you'll pay for it. Uh, Irving Azoff is not slowing down and acquiring all the music that was ever made and having control of it. Well, getting a lot of it, he certainly, you know, he and his iconic artist group are one of the major players in acquiring song catalogs and copyrights. And this week he added Graham Nash to that. Uh, Graham sold his song catalog to iconic artists group, and they're going to be working on a number of projects they're not naming. They haven't said what the price was. Um, you know, we've heard all the price estimates for other catalogs, Springsteen at half a billion dollars, Dylan at more than that. You know, we don't know in this case, and you also don't know what's true. But this is what this is what artists are doing. Well, I hope his son, homesteading out in Hawaii, wasn't <laughs> counting on inheriting the, the song catalog money. Well, you know, and again, we don't know in these deals if it provides for those people. On the other hand, on the other hand, Graham Nash now has... I would assume a, you know, what, what would it be, eight or nine figures in his pocket. Some of that's going to be left to his... Right, kids. his bank account got a substantial infusion this yeah. week, I would think. Yeah. 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 And it's, you know, this is a market that's, that has slowed down a little, but it's still very active. And, you know, it's still, these are commodities now that are being traded. It, it, interestingly, uh, hypnosis, the big one in 
Europe that really was the one that started it all has been hit on hard times. They've been rocked by a couple of scandals and some some people leaving, you know, the the company. So they're actually on a downward turn now. So you know, the the time is ripe when you have a shark like Irving Azoff, excuse me, an astute businessman <laughs> like like Irving Azoff. I, I think he takes shark as a compliment. Um, you know, he may he may. What did Don Henley call him? Uh, Satan. Satan. He's but, Satan, but, but, but he's our, our Satan. Satan. He's our Satan. Yeah, and Irving loved that line. Oh, if I were recording, you know, having watched what he's done for his artists, if were I a recording artist, I would certainly entertain the notion of having him represent me. What was Irving doing before the Eagles? I think Law. Okay. He was young. He right. was young when right. he got into this. You know, he partnered with David Geffen, and, you know, he was he was a young guy, and he kind of... Partnered with David Geffen or sued David Geffen? Well, both. <laughs> One one is not a, one is not exclusive of the other, um, but they are no they were they were partners early okay. on and they were the they were the guys that really laid the groundwork for that California music movement. But those dudes you know, have both Eagles, made Ron, Dads, Joe, those guys Mitchell, have yeah. made both of them individually have made mountains of oh, yeah. money yeah. mountains. Yeah, were they the first to move out to California. I mean, they, not the very first, but they were you know they were there on, in the early days, uh, certainly of that movement. How are uh, Sharon Osbourne and Nikki Six doing? Uh, not good. You <laughs> know, if you if you include her calling him an a hole and he calling her a um, plastic trans granny. <laughs> <laughs> wow. His is a more his is more creative. Now, yeah. in Nikki's defense, he was quoting others uh. who have referred to her as a plastic <laughs> trans granny. But basically, they got into a dust up. It started with the latest episode of the Osbournes. Uh, podcast where Sharon was complaining about the Motley Crue movie The Dirt and its depiction of Ozzy and the famous ant snorting scene while they were on tour together and her feeling that they used that they used that too much because they used it in the trailer and stuff and her complaint was well why did they do that it's a Motley Crue movie not an Ozzy movie and then she said Nikki's an a-hole and Nikki kind of <laughs> came back on social media kind of pleading innocence and saying, you know, first that we love Ozzy. And interestingly, he said we had, note the past tense, a lot of love and respect for Sharon, but basically saying, I don't know why she's going off on us now. You know, there's nothing that's, that really precipitated this. The dirt's been mm-hmm. out for a long time. But it's funny in that he says, first he talks about, yeah, whenever um, people would comment on my stuff, calling her a plastic granny tranny, I would delete it. <laughs> And let's not perpetuate any of this by posting negativity about her. Yet he's posting negativity about her. <laughs> so you know, Sharon's had some some good feuds with a lot of people, and Nikki's just the latest one. All right, here's the story that is the not shocking at all. Taylor Swift had a great week at the box office. Huge, huge, huge week at the box yeah. office. We knew we knew that was coming, and it, um, it, you know, it looks she did 126 million globally, uh, $97 million in North America, first weekend alone. Okay, uh, Her catalog sales were up 20%. Uh, all projections are it's going to have the biggest October probably ever of any movie in history. Um, it's, it is already clearly the top, the top grossing concert film, beating out uh, Justin Bieber and Michael Jackson concert films that came before her. So, and then, you know, second weekend starts this week, or has already started as of yesterday, 
uh, she'll be packing in more money. Uh, meanwhile, she's been she's been very visible. She and Travis Kelsey both showed up on Saturday Night Live um, last week, and they, uh, Travis, I don't know if you saw it, he was part of a a parody about the excessive coverage around Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. On broadcast, and that that was funny. And she, so, of she, course, the, the excessive coverage would include the Saturday Night Live skit. Of course, and yeah. they showed. And this was the weekend that they apparently really came out in public in their relationship at the after party. They were holding hands and kissing, and apparently getting in the way of the waiters because they were kissing and didn't want to move. Yeah. Um, well, they were was, just obnoxiously dating. Yeah, exactly. Um, Al Michaels uh, was on Kimmel this week. I don't know if you saw this, but they talked about it and uh, about the whole Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing. And Al said, you know what? We love it. You know, it's it's getting us ratings. It's fun. Uh, He did say they try to be judicious about it and try to keep football first. But it was funny in that he he said, Jimmy Kimmel was giving him some grief for referring to Taylor as Travis's good buddy and girlfriend. And Jimmy's like, well, you can't have both. And now Michael said, well, what I really wanted to say was fiancé. But then Travis would beat me up, and then and then Taylor would probably beat me up. So, so that was that was funny. <laughs> Boy, you think they'll get married? She's not going to marry him. Uh, who knows? Who knows? This is just you a know? phase for we'll her. See. Come we'll on. See. Um, She's, the other, uh, what, 34? They're both in their early 30s, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, I would say that's yeah, I think yeah. they're they're so. age appropriate for each other for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't that's know, you know, a couple of crazy kids. Hopefully, yeah. it, hopefully they have a good time. It'd be a better story um, if she was dating Al Michaels. Ooh, actually, ooh, yeah, better story. That's, that's, just weirder. Just come on, no, that'd be did weird. You say better story or predatory? <laughs> yeah. Okay, two things real quick. Old guys, uh, David Lee Roth releases new songs. Why? No, he can't sing. Nobody cares anymore, right? Because he, he can, basically. Right. Uh, so, yeah, there's a new one out this week. It's called uh, Mandabala, and it was one of the songs he recorded in 2007 with John Five. It's always cool to hear John Five play. And David Coverdale wants to get White Stink back together for yeah, one more album. Yeah, he's got a bunch of projects that he's doing, He says, and he one of them is a White Snake farewell album for which he says he hopes to bring back a lot of the alumni members. You know, they've had 20-odd guys I go through White Snake, so that's what he's shooting to do. So, if he can find five that can still perform, he'll do oh, it. I think, oh, a lot of them. No, a lot of them are All still right. out there and very active. All right, all right, we're out of time, Gary. All right. Well, listen, you have a great weekend. All right, and we'll talk next week. Absolutely, right, Gary, Gary Graff, our music guy.